0: P's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
2: We want to talk some boxing and well, he is, we're going no further than someone that knows lots and lots about boxing and he is good friends with one of our superstars, Joseph Parker. This, mor- this Sunday morning, I know what we'll be doing. We'll be locked, ready to support our boy, Joseph Parker, all the way in the UK, starting his path to the top again. When he gets in the ring, with the very uncomfortable Derek Chisora, it's a fight we have seen before.
0: After 12 rounds of action here in Manchester by split decision, and the new WBO Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, Lupe Solis. Oh, Talk has got it on a split decision. I Derek Chisora to- done on a split to- decision again. How many times has that happened Parker. in his career? My goodness me.
2: Oh yes, fair to say it wasn't the most decisive and emphatic work of Joe's careers, but he survived and is back again to make a statement. This time, something his new trainer Andy Lee told us he truly, truly believes Joe can make his way back to the top. He's been around Tyson Fury. I think he's been inspired by Tyson Fury. Yeah, I, I see, I see that desire there. I'm not sure how long he wants to fight for, but within these next few years, I be, like I believe he can and should do should be winning another world title. Joining us fresh off his own show on TalkSport in the UK, he's one of the world's leading boxing brains covering the sport wherever there is action. Gareth A. Davies is on the line now and we're stoked to have him back. Evening to you, Gareth. Thank you for joining Baz and Izzy for breakfast.
0: morning to you, legends. I'm stoked to be on. I've been stoked all day to be back on with you. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yes, we've been up and about. Um, Baz was actually a little, he was away last time you uh, were on the show, so he's excited. We filled him in, and he, we said, this guy, if anyone knows boxing and knows Joseph Parker, Gareth A. Davies knows Joe. So, mate, how is Joe? How's Joe looking? Have you seen a bit of him over in the UK? And he's training pretty hard. He's doing ticking the right boxes.
0: Yeah, well, he's been with the Gypsy King, as you rightly say, Tyson Fury up there mm. in Morecambe. He's found a home for himself here. Listen, we love him like one of our own. He's a brilliant guy, Joseph Parker. As I think I told you on, the, on my last entry into your show, mm. I offered my home to him for Christmas with his family over, and they've arrived as well. I, I haven't heard back from him on the offer of him having my home for Christmas. But, look, Joseph's got... He's almost a forgotten man in the heavyweight division at the moment. Mm. Um, He had to recover because he injured his arm in that last fight with Derek. I was there ringside and obviously was down very early in the fight. Um, I I thought he won it by a couple of rounds, but there's a big mix going on at the moment. We're expecting Tyson Fury and Dillian White to be announced for March. We're expecting yeah. Anthony Joshua to take a second fight with Alexander Usyk. And Joseph is in the mix, in my view. He's yeah. only lost two of 31 fights. A fight with Anthony Joshua, a, unifi- a unification of the heavyweight titles, where the referee, Italian Cortezoni, didn't let the guys tie up. It was almost Mm. as if he didn't want the two guys to get closer to each other to fight that night. It was a peculiar night. And obviously he had that ding-dong. I did commentary ringside for that fight with Dillian White where if they'd gone another round, he'd have knocked Dillian White out. He's a brilliant character. Mm. It's his fifth fight here, as I say. He's very comfortable here. And if he can make a statement, when you look at Mm. his rankings in the World Heavyweight Division at the moment, he's five with the WBC. He's um, four with the IBF and he's three with the WBO. He is in the mix and that's why he needs mm. to make a statement against Derek Chazor on Saturday night in Manchester, gents.
1: Hey, Gareth, it's Baz here. Absolutely wonderful to have you on the show, mate. And, uh, I'm pleased that we're chatting about Big Joe. I love Joe Parker. Got the opportunity to jump in the ring with him myself, which he just tortured me the whole time, but it was good fun. Um, hey, mate, <laughs> uh, that, you're right about that fight with. Um, with Dillian White, like that, um, that was a, a fascinating sort of contest. That one, and also the one against um, Joshua. Why wouldn't they just let him throw punches? I couldn't believe it. It was like they were, it was almost like it was kind of it was a forelong conclusion that that, uh, that Joshua had to win. The thing, uh, the thing, question I've got, I want to know is Andy Lee, how big a difference can he make in this short period of time to Joseph Parker? Can he really change him from what Kevin Barry did?
0: Well, I think he needs to. Um, You know, if we're being honest about Joseph, he's very comfortable in a ring. He's not the biggest heavyweight in the world, but he's so comfortable in everything he does. But I always look at Joseph and I think, show me another gear here. And we saw Mm. it in the Dillian White fight. And I think if there's one thing that Andy Lee can do, and he learned under the, the late great Emmanuel Stewart, he was one of his great disciples, is that. You bring a more aggressive Joseph Parker out. Yes, there are more risks. We saw that in the Dillian White fight. But Joseph is so capable of sitting back behind his jab, winning fights comfortably. But if he's going to beat the Usiks of this world, beat. He says he. By the way, he says he'll never fight Tyson Fury, but because they're so close. But if there's enough money on the table; these guys will always fight. I think he had it in him to beat Anthony Joshua. Like, I agree with you. The referee did not let them get close enough. I don't know what he was on that night, but he certainly was. Um, he, he was an obstruction. In, in, it's almost like if in cricket or in rugby, the referee or the, or the umpires are just intervening too much because they want to be part of the show. He ruined that spectacle, Cortezone, the the Italian referee. I think Joseph... If he makes a statement, I genuinely believe this, he will start being talked about again as in the mix. Um, and I think against Derek Chisora, who I spent the afternoon with up in Sheffield, um, Derek Chisora wants a trilogy with Dillian White. He wants a trilogy with Tyson Fury. So he's got a lot on the line. But if, if, I think if Joseph takes it to um, Derek Chisora after two or three rounds, lets him just blow himself out a little bit, is smart and moves cleverly and counters which he meant to do the last time, check hooks, counter punches, I think he'll end up stopping Derek in the late rounds.
1: Yeah, nice. That sounds good. That sounds real good. Actually, I guess the thing about Joe that we sort of saw back here in his early stages of his career is he was knocking blokes out, right? He had that killer instinct and then it was almost like he, that sort of went out of his boxing, out of his game plan for a little bit and he almost became really calculated and technical and, and, is is it the real Street Fighter that we need to see come back into him and how does Andy Lee get that out of him in the heat of the battle? What is it? Is it just uh the conversations, is it that relationship that he trusts how uh, that Joe trusts Andy in that moment to, to pull the trigger? What is it which is gonna well, make him be able to start throwing those big big blows? Well, I,
0: I think at this level, when you're at that he's definitely at elite level, there's no question about it. And you look at the um the fights with, you know, Junior Far he kind of schooled him, didn't he, over 12 rounds. Split decision with Derek. Uh, I don't think it was a split decision in that last fight in May over 12 rounds. Dillian White was 12. Joshua was 12. Fury, Huey Fury was 12 rounds, the defense of the WBO title. Even um, Razvan Kajanu, Andy Ruiz Jr., they were 12 round fights. Um, you know, and, and all of those are the last five years when he's been at that level, guys who've held the world title and beyond. And I think, you know, I think the thing is with Joseph, with Kevin, with Kevin Barry, they had a strategy the whole time that he's got a fine jab. He's got a very, very good jab, Joseph. He's very comfortable. He's got a great amateur pedigree. And I, feel, like you say, let's, let's rip up the, the, the notebook here. Let's rip up the early career, and let's become a prize fighter. Let's become, like, say, a street terrier, a street terror, a Rottweiler in there. And we saw that in the Dillian White fight, in my view. Because White drew it out of him. And I think if they properly look, I spoke to Joseph about the strategy for the first Derek Chisora fight, and it was that, to let Derek come on and hit him hard every time, get, get the timing right in the mid-range. And I think he's got the power. He's, there's no doubt he's got the power, but he's got to get his timing right. He got involved in too much um, tying up and clinching with Derek Chisora. It's his game. Mm. And the key is, you both know this, well, you all know this. You've been, you, you played sports at the highest level. The greatest sports people change the pattern of a fight, the pattern of a game. You come in and you destroy, you know, uh, two bowlers and knock them for 40 off two overs. The pattern of the game changes. And that's what he's got to do. Believe in himself. Go out there. And I tell you, there's no one better than Andy Lee. Calm, assured, they will have a brilliant game plan on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. From what I've been seeing on Instagram, I know Sonny Bill Williams is over there at the moment training with him, which is a hell of a surprise. Have you? Do you know much about Sonny Bill Williams, and have you had a look at him uh, training? He's only just arrived, but do you know much about Sonny Bill, and can you see a little bit of a boxing figure in Sonny Bill Williams?
0: Well, he's a big lad, and he fancies himself as a puncher, doesn't he? So. You you can't (laughs) doubt that. I mean, I was on the phone to the YouTuber Jake Paul earlier today who's trying to promote women's boxing now. And, look, you've got to admire anyone's cojones for stepping into the ring. Mm. I mean, obviously, rugby and cricket are really tough sports mentally as well as physically. But, you know, the reason we all love fight sports, the reason why I've been involved in it for 30 years, is because there's so much drama. You always have to expect the unexpected. Incredible things happen, and the narrative of so many people's lives is so fascinating for the public to read about and to watch and to listen about because, you know, Sonny Bill Williams doesn't need to box, does he? He's made a career for himself, mm-hmm. you know, as a brilliant rugby player, but it's that ultimate test on your own. Rugby, I would say rugby yeah. is like 15-man MMA, isn't it? You, but some of the guys, James <laughs> Haskell, for example, you know, I cover Bellator uh, MMA for the BBC iPlayer. I used to work on the UFC for BT sports over here and James Haskell started rolling and taking up mixed martial arts and wants to fight in Bellator because you know, you guys prove yourself as tough in, in lots of different ways. You take body blows with a cricket ball. You you take on 15 other guys in, in a rugby game, but when it comes to boxing or MMA or fight sports, you are actually pitting your soul, your, your, your spiritual warrior, on the line, in front of everyone, at a certain weight, in a certain place, at a certain time, on a given day. And I, and, and I think, that, you know, when you talk to guys about it, there's no bigger test. Even this YouTuber, Jake Paul, was saying to me, it's just changed his life. You know, that the adrenaline comes in and everything slows down. And there's there's nothing like it. In fact, I'm expect, expecting you, Baz, to get in. I think you'd make a very good middleweight, in my view. <laughs> Am I might. The old... Uh... Big fists, heavy hands, I, I see it. You're Marv, Marvin Hagler type.
1: <laughs> yeah, my reach might be slightly challenged, though. That, that might yeah, be the concern. Get, I'd have to foot foot get on, on the inside.
0: On the inside, you've got amazing footwork. We know that. You're always down the wicket giving it.
1: Well, i tell you what's quite interesting. The best cricket period, or the best performance period of my cricket career was actually when I was doing a lot of boxing because the footwork is there the you same. Go. You push off, to hit on the front foot, you push off your back foot. To hit on the back foot, you push off your front foot. So I guess it's the same sort of, and the snap is the same as uh, as boxing. So there is some, some similarities there. It's just, I guess, what you can't see is the size of a man's heart from the outside, right? So we'd have to know it no, once I got smacked in the head.
0: <laughs> my, my 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 own my own claim to fame with Derek Chisora, by the way, in 2012, the night he spat water, or the day after he would slapped, or oh, the, the day he slapped Vitali Klitschko in the face in Munich at the weigh-in. Then spat water at Vladimir Klitschko in the ring when they were facing off just before they had the fight the day before. And I used to play a lot of cricket and loved my cricket. Um, kind of medium pace, a very aggressive medium pace swing bowler and a, and a hitter <laughs> down the order. I battered Derek on a frozen lake with loads of snowballs, and and he, big guy, big arms, couldn't hit me with one of them. And we've been kind of friends ever since. And you know the thing is with these guys, they fighters have a radar and they know whether you're genuine with them. And I think both Derek and, and, and and Joseph are genuine people. They, and they will put everything on the line on Saturday night in some ways, because it's not a world title fight. It's just, this is just a heavyweight fight between two guys who I think Chisora felt badly done by the last time out, only because he got the knockdown in the first round And Parker's a big enough character to say, right, I'll give you another go then, Derek, let's do it. And it would not surprise me if they have a ding-dong on Saturday night, and I do think Joseph will come out victorious if they even have a trilogy at some point.
1: Beautiful. We're going to let you go in just a second as well, Gareth, but can you just uh, quickly sum up how good a fight that was between Tyson Fury and uh, Dante Wilder as well? Wasn't that just one of the absolute best fights
0: we've ever seen? It left you breathless and exhausted when two 17, 18, 19 stone men are throwing down round after round and you just don't know what's going to happen and the crowd are going crazy and it's in Sin City, the the mecca for big fight nights. There's no better atmosphere. And I'm close to Tyson Fury. I've been around him a long time. I got to go to the after party, got to interview him, got to do the build-up. It was an extraordinary event. And, you know, frankly, I do think Tyson Fury is the number one in the world, and I just hope we do get all these big fights in 2022. I hope they get these fights made and we get an undisputed champion in 2022.
1: Spot on. Yeah, Yeah, good. Heavyweight division is flying at the moment. What a great time for the sport. Well, Well, thanks heaps for joining us, Gareth, on the show. We really appreciate it, mate. Your insight is fascinating. Your voice is outstanding. And, well, you reminded me of, Andrew Flintoff, when you mentioned the hard-hitting lower-order bats or middle-order player who bowls fast and aggressive medium pace. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Andrew Flintoff, Gareth and I'm always disposed to come on with you, gents. Legends you are. You're a good, uh, you're
1: a good man. Maybe even Thank beefy you both of them. You eh?
0: could throw Beefy oh, he's in there my too. My ultimate hero. Absolutely. Beefy Botham. He is my absolute <laughs> hero. Imran Khan, Richard Hadley, Ian Botham. Those are the guys for me. The great all rounders. Ah,
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Love it. Love it. Absolute champion. Take care, mate. We'll get you on again soon. Thanks, heaps. Hopefully, Joe can get it done on, uh, on Sunday morning.
0: Pleasure, gents. Thanks very much.
2: Now it's time to listen to this Hayden Wilder from this and ye will take silver for great britain and what about that hayden Wild? the bronze
0: what a finish
2: To so this leading is number three number three number three number
3: three number three number three number three leading leading oh. up <laughs> change of lead four number four number four number four number five coming around the bend bend number four the 19. Fifty mark. Here we go. Here we go. It's tied to the front here. Number seven. Number seven's got the lead. Off he goes. Off he goes. Hup, hup.
2: Get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how good! It's clearly been a long and eventful year for our Kiwi triathlete star Hayden Wild. A bronze medal at the Olympic Games was one of the highlights of the event. Now, after a long back end of the year, he's holed up an MIQ. Watching race horses trial at Rotorua's Awata Park, Hayden's been good enough to cut into the highlights of his day this morning. Instead of watching and waiting for his breakfast to be delivered, he's on the line with us now. Good morning, Hayden. Thanks so much for joining joining us. Um, good morning, you you're keen man. to get into a bit of commentary, are you? Oh, it's um, my my second time outing uh, for, for a bit of commentary on the horses, um,
3: but just before. Uh, another podcast in the morning but um I got I got a couple of tips out there which was fantastic so I think my thir- my third and fourth call was a lot better than my first
2: call. <laughs> oh it was so good. We actually had uh someone text us on the show and they said you have to go watch Hayden Wild's Instagram to see him commentating. It's the funniest thing. So we went on and then Louis started playing at mid show and we had a wee bit of a giggle mate but Oh, it's a it's a great game, horse racing. But tell us about your year, mate. You've had a great year. You must be so happy to be able to get home and, and be able to reflect, bud.
3: Yeah, it, it's been a, uh, a, a definitely a year to remember. Um, yeah, for obviously for many things, but the, the biggest reason, mm. uh, obviously, coming home with a with a bronze medal uh, from the from the Olympic Games. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like a. Uh, a dream come true. And um, it's been, I guess, the last six months just battling um, for the rest of the season and, and not being able to come home and actually yeah, proper, properly digest and, and celebrate the, uh, the the success. Uh, it's, it's very nice to actually be sitting uh, here at Luturua, um just uh, knowing that in a, a couple of days I can actually finally uh, celebrate and, and send a couple uh, quiet beverages uh, with the boys back at the Whakasanae uh, the Fishing Club uh, in, in a couple of days.
1: Beauty. Oh, that nice. does sound good. That sounds outstanding. We'll get on to your Christmas plans very soon. It's Baz here, Hayden. I was super impressed with your ability to, you know, just, just pick the winner from a long way out of that trial the other day. Do you think you're born with that <laughs> gift or it's a learned skill? Um, it, it's
3: uh, it's definitely a learned skill. Um, I, I definitely got a lot of uh, experience from um, calling the games um, especially um, when it becomes the, the the wild Christmas showdown for the BYC uh, festival, <laughs> which is coming up very shortly. Um, not going to lie, Baz, my brother's a big fan. Um, one in particular, actually, who won one of your, one of your bats a couple uh, months ago, I think at the start of the year, but my mum's not a fan because you made us buy so much Puma gear. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Please pass on my apologies <laughs> to your mum. <laughs> oh, so they won a bat. Your brother won a bat.
3: Yeah, mate. He won one of your bats that you kind of put up for uh, put up for a giveaway on Instagram, I think. Oh,
1: brilliant. Is it going all right? That,
3: yeah. yeah, I think it's gone all right. It has gone alright He has not snapped yet, so it must be. It must be all right.
1: <laughs> well, tell him, never fear the air, there's no fielders up there. He's got to be aggressive yeah. if he's going to use that sort of... That sort of, yeah. and, and you got to, and you got to handle the repercussions. That's just part of being a, a flashy type of player. Well, <laughs> so you're you're nice. a cricket fan too, Hayden. You're into, you you watched a bit of cricket over the uh, oh, over the summer, and did you play yourself?
3: Yeah, I used to play. Um, used to play quite a, quite often actually. Um, before I got into triathlon, um, just kind of just followed my brothers. So we're we're well big into the um, the, the cricket community back in Pakistan but. Uh, I was actually really gutted because uh one of my races, um, I had an absolute dilemma and dramas with passport issues when I got robbed in Barcelona. Um, so anyway, the story went um you know, three weeks down the road I was meant to be in Abu Dhabi two weeks before the race, but then I turned up to the race the day before. Um, so that means I missed you nearly know, the whole T twenty World Cup, which I was kinda of gutted with. Um I was in talks with uh, with Trent and the boys and they were gonna get me some um, some some
1: uh some passes to the game, so I missed every single one, so I was, I was pretty gutted. Oh, oh. oh it went no. good too. Crikey. Oh, that
3: went very
1: well. It was great year. And <laughs> uh, so what are what are your plans for Christmas, mate? You've obviously got, as you say, the Fucketane Fishing Club. That sounds like a pretty knock about place too. What do they serve on oh, there?
3: Anyway, she goes she goes wild um, at the uh, the, uh, the show. Uh, she <laughs> she seen it up the uh, the Olympic Games, but I've never seen it go off so hard. And uh, <laughs> but I guess after that, I'll just be doing just like a a, a, cup, a good couple of local races, uh, preparing for the Commonwealth Games. Um, hopefully, my application for the Black Clash has um, been accepted, so I can um, come and razzle some feathers. Um, I know Tom Welsh is. Oh. He's his, yes, uh, but you know, he's, he's got the big Ooh. gun, so you know, he doesn't have the stamina. So um, I'll see <laughs> wow. I'm, 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 waiting, I'm waiting for the call up. I'm waiting for the call up for Team Rugby. Are,
2: are you, oh. you genuinely interested, or are you just throwing out there? Oh, are, yeah. we, are we able to I'm announce it right great, now, or I'm
3: what? I'll bring out my brother if I can come play a couple of games for because um, He's playing for the <laughs> game, Teccookie team at the moment, so I need to get my eye on.
1: I well, might have to join uh, you. I might need to get my iron for it as well. I'm going to need a game. I'll tell you what, hands,
2: so. I, was, I was skipper for Team Rugby when we lost in Napier, and I'm going to announce it right here. I'm going to be skipper again, Ted. So I'll get you on the team, mate. Oh, fantastic.
3: Yeah. I know this is the perfect time, <laughs> perfect time, because I know you're a captain <laughs> of that team. And uh, I've yes. I, I had, I I had a feeling.
1: Do you have to speak to Joseph? Well, we've Smith, just got, got a text... <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Joe Just, Smith just will to sign her, off on that one, yeah. But, nah, mate, I'll make the calls here. Yeah, I'll make the calls. I'll, 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 I'll tell a Razor. I'll tell a Razor. We got a text here on the text line from Brett. He said, "Can you ask Hayden if he's racing at the Mount next month? That's the same day as the Black Clash." So I can answer that. Hey, uh, Brett. No, he's playing in the Black Clash. He's with us. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately,
3: unfortunately, Brett. As much as I wanted to race the Totonga a Half Iron Man. Uh, I couldn't get a bike, so then my decision completely changed in a, a blink of an eye, and I was like, you know what, it's either um, race at a, at a hometown or p- just absolutely go for it and go for the Black Clash. So um, as much <laughs> as I love triathlon, uh, I've got I've to be a team player here and, uh, and bring it home to Team uh, Rugby as much oh, as, uh, so, would as love I to want to do it. the tri.
1: Where do you <laughs> see we yourself slotting <laughs> in in the order, Hayden, in the, in the team um, rugby? Um, well, what do you I, see I don't have wild. a lot of
3: power. I'm I'm a great. I'm great on the outfield because I can just keep running all day. Um, I do have <laughs> so I, nice. I do have a specialty on uh, on the bowling front. We call it the um, the Hayden's bunny ears. It's a, it's a great little trick, and uh, my brothers always have the out of me about it. Um, <laughs> but I would like to come in the order of maybe fifth. You know, like the um, you know the the tail end, and just really bring it home for the team. Um, won't be a lot of power, but there'll be a lot of pace between the wickets.
1: Yes, yeah, and and obviously, yes. I could like a... calm under pressure as well, be able to just you know finish strong, <laughs> real sort of. You better get uh, fit,
3: Izzy, because we're going to be doing a lot of running between the wickets.
2: Oh, mate. Oh, I've got one knee and a big <laughs> puku, brother. I need a lot of work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, very good. Hey, all right. Thanks, Hayden. We really appreciate you joining us, mate, and hope MIQ's going okay. All the best for Christmas, and we look forward to catching up with you for the Black Clash. No, Hayden, yes. Thanks yeah. for joining us on Baz You're
2: in, brother. You're in.
3: Thanks, boys. No, cheers for the chat. I've, uh, obviously I've been a big fan of you guys for, um, for a very long time, so it's pretty awesome to actually be on the show. So. Oh, cheers. Cheers, fellas. Awesome.
1: Oh, you're a legend. Awesome. We'll get you on legend. all the time, mate. And you're doing wonderful things, too. Congrats on a successful year. That is Hayden Wild, champion, and a starter in the Black Clash for Team Rugby, skippered by our one and only Izzy Dak. How lucky are we? <laughs> we got plenty more to come. We'll get back to you very soon. That's
3: six more. That's beautifully timed.
0: We are talking cricket, thanks to Rosine, New Zealand's most
1: trusted paint brand for the past ten years. We are talking cricket. Well, there won't be too much cricket going on today, oh no. I don't think, because it is raining cats and dogs up here. And that's exactly why, just down the road, is where Central Districts are meant to be playing. They are meant to be taking on the Northern Brave this afternoon at Seddon Park well, there's a pretty good chance that that won't go ahead and or at least it might be limited with down of water going around the North Island at the moment. A man who will be ready and waiting if there is a bit of play on offer and that is Doug Bracewell. He's a veteran of the of the stag set-up and he started another domestic season in very fine touch. The Sunday gone also marked 10 years since that very special day in Hobart where we, the Black Caps, managed to, managed to snag one over the old Aussies. Eh? A seven-run test match victory which yeah, is good. always elusive against the, the old rivals across the ditch there. We were spearheaded by a stunning bowling display. He was only 21 at the time, but gee, set the world alight. And it was Doug Bracewell. He joins us on the phone right now. It's been a long time since I spoke to old Doug Luce. And I know you know him as well, is he? Being a good Hawks Bay boy. Yep. So, jam, great to be able to welcome him to the show. Good morning, Dougie.
4: Good morning, lads. Good to be uh, on the show with you. How, how are we going?
1: Yeah, we're good, mate. We're, we're good. good now. I've been telling a few stories about your old man, actually. This is sort of <laughs> kind of just oh, kind of warm, oh, warm into things a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. How is the old man?
4: He's good. He's good, There. Um, he's touching up in um, Whangarei. He's touching Whangarei um in the cricket club, actually. So that's keeping him ticking over. Um, and he obviously tunes in. Turns into um, to my cricket and watches the stags, follows the stags and
1: on the live stream now, which is good so that keeps him busy. Yeah. What about that email oh, he once so sent you know, when you're when you're a few short of your maiden hundred? Can you share that one with us? was that one <laughs>
4: Sorry, I'm not no, no, I You know when um... he said
1: remember he said, Dear Doug, I'm a bit disappointed that you fell ninety four runs short of the maiden first <laughs> class hundred. I'm disappointed that you yeah, short, yeah. 194 runs short of your maiden in first class, double 100. Cheers, Dad.
4: That's right, there's you. Yeah, I got a, a pretty stern email from him when I was over in India yeah, for the 18. A- a- Obviously got out of 96, so yeah, that email came through. Pretty disappointed you didn't get your, your maiden hundred, <laughs> 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 nah, yeah, mate in double 100, son. No, he's got mate
1: in the beauty. Yeah. No, he sure oh. is. He sure is. He's had a he's had a huge impact on a lot of cricketers throughout the country as well with uh with the time that he's spent working with people and, and mentoring people too. So pass on uh pass on our regards to uh to the bro, mate, when, when you catch up with them. Yep. Let's talk uh let's talk a little bit about you, mate. We'll get on to how the season's going at the moment and where things sit for you. But can you remember all those years ago, ten years ago, can you remember Bowling uh bowling us to that test victory at Hobart and you still sort of uh, able to go back in time and and remember those feelings that you had.
4: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, ten years ago doesn't seem like that long ago, Bez, But um, yeah, some um, <laughs> some great memories there. Obviously, you know, beating the Aussies and um, Aussie doesn't get do much better than that, and being able to contribute, you know, with the ball um, to that that test win, was um, it was unbelievable, and you know. It was, and
2: very good memories and good times after after we got over the Lightning. Yeah, Dougie, is he here, bro? I had many, a many battles against Dougie at high school, Lindisfarne versus <laughs> Rath Keel, and Dougie, the young Dougie, just bowling those little outswingers and getting us out, mate, ripping through our top order like he always did. He was an absolute champion, mate. How's the body? How's the body, mate? How's, um, how are you how are you going at the moment? And he's still in conversations with, um, with the, with the black cap, so you're still, you know, so passionate to, to wear the fern on your chest again, and, and how do you get back into there, brother?
4: Yeah, good day. Good mate. Um, yeah, I've got memories of you charging and terrorising us as well. Um, got a rescue oval there. Um, yeah, the body's good, dude, mate. Um, just trying to, you know, trying to keep it nice and um, and fresh, and I guess be smart mm. with, with what I do these days. Um, not getting any younger, so... But no, all good there. And, um, yeah, in terms of, I guess, aspirations of playing country New Zealand, I always want to represent my country and, and you know, mm. um, play at the highest level. So hopefully some of those discussions will, you know, will keep going and, and I'll get another track at some stage and um, and whatever form that will be um, definitely. So, yeah, we'll see what happens.
2: And what about the... I remember last year when you were boom in it for CD. We just had Hayden Wild on him, mate, and he was announcing himself for the Black Clash. And you were pretty keen to put your hand up. Are you going to announce yourself today for the team rugby in the Black Clash or playing. what? No, it doesn't that, yeah, mate.
0: I'll, on. I'll put my hand up for that. It looks like a good
2: day and
4: a good night. No, he's not playing on Jan 22. I'm available.
2: He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jan 22, he's got the day off.
4: <laughs> We've got the day off.
2: Yeah, Jan twenty two. That's oh, in the ruck rash, isn't my
4: name in there, is he? Did you guys play rugby
2: you.
1: against
4: each other?
2: Nah, no. Nah, nah, um, we played. We played Linda's fun, but I
4: think as he was in the Hawks, they um set up by then. So, uh, probably dodged a bullet.
1: There. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> we like to have a bit of fun on the show as well, um, Dougie. As you well, you know both of us pretty well. We don't mind a little bit of fun. I was. We had um, Gareth Davies <coughs> on earlier, and he was talking about Joseph Parker and his upcoming um, his fight in the weekend against Derek Tresor. Do you still remember the day that, uh, that in Bangladesh, and we all decided that we were going to have a boxing, we we're going to have the <laughs> uh, the little boxing session amongst us all in the yep. flat.
4: Remember that? Yep, I remember that one.
1: I do. <laughs> that wasn't that. All small. body shots, body no, shots was
4: was the words
1: a couple of guys ended up with black eyes though. So how did that? How, how yeah. does that work?
4: <laughs> it didn't last so long.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, we had one boxing glove you, each Dougie? and one cricket glove each, and we thought we'd just, you know, we'd just sort of just tap each other. But you get like competitive. Yeah,
4: it's always been there. And A few bidders going around and and a few, you know, competitive
1: lads. <laughs> yeah, no one wanted to take on Dougie. Is no one wanted to oh, yeah? go near old oh, Dougie. Oh no, not with those. Big the long arms and big back, <laughs> hey, big strong, <laughs> Hawks Bay boy. <laughs> but mate, um, yeah. how, how are you enjoying the uh, the Stags setup? You're obviously a senior player there now. You've been around the game and the team for for so long, and you still enjoy and get the same thrills out of representing the Stags. Yeah, yep, definitely. It's um, you know
4: we've got a good bunch of lads. Um, we got a new coach this year, Rob Walters, who's come from Otago, and, and he's been brilliant. Um, you know, he's sort of brought a new energy and got a lot of experience. So the guys have really, really enjoyed getting around him. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just loving my cricket and enjoying, you know, um, playing. And you know, hopefully, hopefully at some point I, I, you know, get another cricket at, at higher honours. But um, yeah, for the for the time being, I'm just enjoying getting out there and playing cricket. Yeah.
2: And maybe you put a lot of effort into your um, batting. I've, I've noticed of late, you've always been a, a solid all-arounder, but as of late, your batting's come of age. You're very aggressive out there. I remember last year when you are playing Auckland, you are buffing it all over the park. Now you, You're putting a lot of work on, on, on the other side of it, in the batting?
4: Yeah, I have been, have been for a while, so it's, it's sort of nice, you know, last season to, to start to put some numbers out there and, and contribute mm. um, with the bat, you know. It's, I've always, I've always known I've had the ability, but um haven't always showed that. So, yeah, I guess it's nice, um, you know, putting some hard work in and it's, it's slowly starting to, starting to pay
1: off. Do you see yourself as being able to to uh, move into that real all-rounders role, mate? Sort of bat sort of six and in the longer version game and, and obviously still, you know, do what you do with the ball? Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I see myself as that sort of. Uh, maybe not not quite six yet, but um, maybe seven. You know, and, and climb my way up. Um, you know, I'm getting opportunities for in a bit higher, which is nice. So, uh, I guess if I um, if I consistently start scoring around and, and doing that, then yeah, definitely, um, definitely see myself as a as an all rounder.
1: Beautiful. Well, mate, um, we're going to let you go in just a minute, but it would be remiss of us to not uh, ask how the family is and you've now grown into a father and a husband. Jeez it seems like just yesterday you're a young fella coming into the team But It's a beautiful such girl too how to Quickly life moves on. <laughs> how how is the family? Yeah, the family's good they
4: good yeah. Um the little ones are uh, eighteen months now, so uh, as you guys would know, they grow up they grow up pretty quick and um time goes for us so Yeah, she's keeping me on my toes, but it's it's good fun. Um, I absolutely love it. You know, um, every time I'm I'm away, you know, used to miss them a lot, a lot more now. And yeah, it's uh, it's a nice life balance.
1: Yeah, beauty. All right, mate. Well, we'll let you go. Go and put your umbrella up outside. Looks like it's gonna rain cats and dogs all day up here and up here in the White Caddo. Yeah, it's it's, it's still raining down there because it's just
4: stopped up here, but um. I'm not too oh, sure. No, it's still raining. Still girl. raining. All right, Okay. But I'll go and have a look. You in, know, like when you're a
1: when you're a player, you you know you sit there and say, "Ah, it's too wet." When you're a supporter or someone who's just watching on TV or even a coach, <laughs> you just go, oh, you'll be right, lads. Just get out there. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about yeah, it. It'll well, be fine. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, good luck, mate, and thanks heaps for joining us on Bazzer's for Breakfast. Absolute champion, man. No worries, All the then. best. Look forward to seeing you back in New Zealand colours soon. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. That is <laughs> legend, Doug Bracewell. Absolutely legend, like champion fella. And uh, geez, what about the impact that family's had on New Zealand cricket over mm. over a, well, what probably three, four decades, probably more actually. So Doug Bracewell, let's hope to see him back in New Zealand colours sometime soon. It's just such a hard team to crack at the moment, and that's that's shown by the fact that Doug Bracewell sits on the outside of it. That was our cricket update from Resene, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. A big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> so we're going to get on to our next guest, one that I really look forward to talking to. There's not too many people who have got better eyes in the in the horse racing game than this man here. He just has a knack. And well, with Pukekohe race meeting called off today, we have to wait yet again to see one of the most exciting two-year-olds step out as the million looms. I got a piece of it yesterday at $12. Once it steps out and goes bang, it will be into about 5 bucks, I reckon. But anyway, time flies. The time test gelding couldn't start at Otaki after having an elevated temperature. Now, weather's got in the way. Chris Rudden is the mastermind who selected him as a yelling at Caracas sales. Well, quietly, he also has a fair bit to do with the old Wolverine as well, who was explosive on Saturday, mm. winning again. He's a very good judge, this is Chris Rudner. He joins us, hopefully, now. I believe he's on the line. Yes, he is on the line with us as well, so let's get all the bully on, the two-year-olds that are going to light up our racetracks all around New Zealand very soon. Good morning, Rutz. Good
4: morning. How are you this morning, you guys?
1: Yeah, we're yes. good, oh, mate. That's, we're that's we're pretty good. delighted to get you on the show as well, mate. We're, uh, I want to get paid. We, a little... <laughs> we want to get paid. We all got paid with Wolverine <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday, and, and this time flies. Yes. We'll get on too soon, but talk to us about Wolverine, mate. Exciting. Exciting animal. Very
4: yeah, very nice mare. She's just having a little break here for a few days and then she's back up for another and has another race before the cracker million. Um you know, all going well, everything goes well with her, But yeah, she's a really lovely mare. And good natured. She just settled in straight away, put her head down and didn't hardly walk the paddock at all. She was really good. Yeah, lovely oh, yeah. horse.
2: Hey, Rutz, it's get Izzy it. here, mate. Baz says you've got a good eye. You've got a good eye for spotting a good horse. What was it about Wolverine that you seen, that you've seen the potential, and what did you see in, in yeah. Wolverine?
4: Yeah, we get to see every horse, probably, at the parades and area. i Stewie Hale organisers. We go up for about a week and a bit before and look at every horse. And so yeah, you, you write marks down them and take notes on them and all, and uh, I've got a little method of doing that. And uh haven't changed it, and I don't want to change it either. I've done it for years. Mm. Um, just my method of marking them and grading them. But She got the clock marks out there, just the movement, the size, the balance, the strength of it, and just the natural muscle. She, she was like a colt, really, and behaved a bit like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, she was a good, is, strong, quite a good size horse. Is it like, is it
2: like, your, is it like it? your grandma's pudding? You just, you, you love eating it, but she'll never tell you the recipe?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well I would if I could, but it's just the sort of a feeling you get when you're looking at the horses and when you do actually feel it see it you're, oh, you've oh yeah have discovered one here, you know. Um I have to explain to someone else. It's just something you've looked at horses all your life, really, and um just like you bears probably, had a cricket ball coming towards you and the more you do it keeps your eye on, doesn't it? And uh yeah, I just looked at horses all my life too and it to gets your eye and I keep looking as well. So uh, just a feeling you get when you see it all come together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that feeling you must have got as well when you selected Time Flies because I've had a little bit of info from around the, the Matamata region. Time Flies is a special, special horse in the making. Talk to us about Time Flies, Rutz.
4: Yeah, 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 no, he looks exciting, really. I suppose we're getting good reports about him all the time, but I'm happy to step out soon. We've just had a, every time we want to go, something goes wrong a little bit, or he's got the temperature last time and then the track just the other day. But hopefully we get there shortly. Hey, on Monday, he's, he's going to go on Monday with Cookie Cowies.
1: Yeah, well, course. I was a bit surprised yeah. they didn't transfer the, the race meeting to uh, to Cambridge. Did you think they could have maybe run it on the synthetic? Yeah.
4: I'm not sure you're all the other trainers on the ceiling that are, uh, you know, they're feeling of running on a synthetic but I thought that would have been a good option too. Definitely would have been a good option. If, you know, you're guaranteed a good, good service and should be all on the equal there, but it good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> just just talk to us a little bit, mate. Like, so, like, you are obviously got an incredible ability to buy two-year-olds in particular. Uh, so when you go to the sale, are you looking predominantly for two-year-olds or, or do you have a selective? market for various horses that you're trying oh,
4: to cater really, to at, yeah um in the early day i was that's what got me going i was always buying horses to sell and um you'd have to pay much more than in the early days and i was just buying them and trading them really and then um the partner who was in the farm with me which i'll know he asked me to find one for the crack a million so that's what i was looking for so for the first few years i was looking to crack a million horses you know the two-year-old race, and then they brought three-year-old race in. So I thought I'd look at three-year-olds as well, and uh, yeah, that's where we got started with it, really. You know, I've had a lot of luck, and fortunately had a good, fortunately had a good run with them too. So, well, yeah,
1: Izzy and I will have to, uh, we'll have to jump in with you at some stage as well when you pick up one of those cheaper ones, because you know we're on,
4: we're not on athlete <laughs> wages <laughs> anymore; we're on, we're <laughs> on anymore, yeah. wages. <laughs> you used to get those horses, what, you could get them up to twenty, thirty thousand, 30000 whatever, but you know, just see we've gone higher now with some of them. If you if you really want what you'll want, I don't mind paying a little bit more to make sure I get it. Um, just a little yeah. bit more, not too much anyway.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> not cheap, so all
4: right,
1: good man. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, well, thanks heaps for joining us, Ruts, and all the best, mate. We've got a lot of pleasure out of Wolverine already, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of out of Time Flies as well. But thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yep, all the best. All
4: right. Take care. Thank you very much.